Um, daylight savings if. Uh, I love right? the one in the fall, though. The one in the fall is awesome. Can we just keep doing that? I know, one? right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like every week. <laughs> Fantastic. Every season we just yeah. get to fall back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care that I'm uh, sleeping when it's Yeah, it's all now. good. It's all good. <laughs> Dee and I were uh, singing uh, some 80s songs before uh, we got on this morning, and, uh, you know, it was. Um, she turned on for me my favorite U2, right? And uh, and they're singing, we still haven't found what I'm looking for. Uh-huh. I love it. <laughs> Can I tell you this morning, and I know this is cheesy, but I'm serious, serious. I, I believe today um, that today you can find what you're looking for. Today you can find, because it's not really what, it's a who. His name's Jesus. And yeah. and that's really what we're all about. And, you know, I love that we talked about YouTube uh, because it's going to be St. Patrick's Day this week. Yeah. So all my Irish brothers, Pastor and sisters, Ron. And sisters. Lisa. Lisa McKinney. That's right, Pastor Lisa. She's a rock star in Ireland, man. Um, and but you know what I love, and I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, uh, I know. Many people don't know this, or may not know this, that St. Patrick, um, he actually was uh, British, and he was um, uh, had been a slave in Ireland. And uh, when he after he escaped, he he encountered Jesus, and he encountered such a love of Jesus, he took the gospel back to the people yeah. who had enslaved them um, and obviously became their that, that their patron saint, right? I mean, what a what a story, D, truly, of yeah. love. And yes. that's, you know, we're going to talk about yes. that today, but that, that sacrificial love, mm-hmm. that allowing love to override past pains, allowing yeah. love to, to really be the, the guiding force. I mean, yeah. he, he wasn't going back to a ministry position. Right. He wasn't going back to become the head of the Irish mm-hmm. church. He, yeah. he literally had been abused, hurt, crushed and yet it was the love of Jesus that had changed him to be able to take it back to people. The examples um, of pure love, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. For them, right? It's so easy to see the opposite, but the but the examples are there. Totally, totally, people. totally yeah. there. And we want to look, if you're a guest this morning, if you just kind of uh, found us uh, through Facebook or Instagram or, or YouTube TKC or yesterday. TKC yesterday, uh, our Thy Kingdom Chrome food truck that we do a partnership with uh, Carson Wednesday and One Foundation. Yeah, there's 162 families fed yesterday, right? That's huge. I love it. And, and I know, uh, I know a, a good handful of them. Uh, I think 15 yesterday came to know Jesus. Because yes. um, yeah. our team is still doing an amazing job, even in the midst of all this, of finding ways to to share the good news of Jesus Amen. with people. Um, and so if you're here today and you're a guest, welcome. Yes. I'm Kyle. And I'm Danielle. That's Danielle. <laughs> I thought she, you were going to say she's, it. She's, by the way, <laughs> the far better looking one of all of us. She makes me look good. Come on, man. If you're a man out there and you married up, give me a shout. Come on. That's right. Um, but if you'd like to get to know a little bit more, um, not so much about us, <laughs> but about Connect and uh, who we are, what we believe, um, how we find ways to honor Jesus, you can yeah. click on the link provided there and it will give you a little bit of a snapshot into us and of course um, all of our other Sundays and Wednesday yeah. times together are also on um, our various platforms that you're watching on TV. Yeah, check them out as well. You may be wondering, um, we, 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 uh, we started to talk uh, um, last week a little bit about um, coming back into in-person services and uh, the Cherry Hill Campus building being, uh, moving from the structural phase, we, we're redoing everything, we rebuild it. And uh, now it's in the functional phase, and we've got sound. We got a new sound system this coming in this is a week, very, and very, very all sorts of fun stuff that's happening. And I, I, I can't wait. But 
but it's really not just about the building. If you if you right. if you missed last week's message, yeah. um, really find it on uh, any of the venues. They're there. Any of the social media platforms. It'll really help understand who we are. Yes. So um, and and part of even what we're going to talk about today. So, yeah. babe, I know um, I know we I part of who we are. We don't get to do as much in this venue. Right. Is worship. Right. Um, and so, guys, we look. We miss it as much as anybody. I mean, Danielle, she led worship for years and years and years and years. It's who she is. I love worship. It's one of my favorite things. And we're one step closer. We are one <laughs> step closer. And so, we want to start today. We just really want to kind of uh, push in today. So, I'm going to ask Jake to come and uh, and lead us into some some worship um, as we continue to to really um, seek to encounter God. Can I listen? Can I just really encourage you as Jakey's coming? Um, during these moments when we can do this, don't just be the, res- the, the spectator of the worship. Just push in and begin to, to worship with us yeah. along the and way. And I'm, I'm just going to do a technical note, Kay. I, that light is closed. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm out one more lights got closed. Come on in, Jake. <laughs> There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, Coming after me one more time. No shadow you won't light up. Mountain you won't climb up. Coming after me. No, there's not. No wall you won't kick down. Lie won't tear down. Coming after me. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99, and I couldn't earn it, and I don't deserve it, still you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Father, I thank you for the times in my life when you've had to chase me down, when you have taken the the darkest of shadow times and you've lit them up with your truth, you've lit them up with your love, you've lit them up with your freedom. And God, I pray that those are the three things that we can help uh, facilitate today, God, so that people can see uh, your love, your true intention, your truest intention toward them, God that they can see the kindness of their Father, the strength of their Father. And God, I pray that they would feel loved and they would feel hopeful and they would feel empowered and that they would have clarity from the truth. Because God, when we truly know the truth, it will set us Mm, free. So God, I pray that you would help us to be a peace in people's health, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, and physically today. In Jesus' name we pray this. Amen. 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 I love that song. Mm-hmm. I love the thoughts of that, right? Yeah. There's nothing in the world. Yeah. Paul says, you know, there's no, there's not height, nor depth, nor principality, nor mm. power, nor anything else in all the world separate. that can separate us from the love of God. And how do we know that he loves us? Because that when we were still sinners, 
Jesus died for us. He, he died as us. Um, he took our curse and our hell. Um, and indeed, that is actually, it seems so reckless, doesn't it? You know, that, that mm. word has such a ne- like yeah, yeah, negative, yeah. right? Yeah, we use it. Right, yeah. right, exactly. But he is so incredibly yes. uh, passionate for yeah. us. Um, and it's because he loves every person. Um, and that's, that's what we want to talk about today. We want to, if you need a, a, a title for the message today, it's Wearing Love Well. How do we wear love well? Uh, not, not the love, the way that the world kind of defines it or wants to keep redefining it over and over again, but really the unconditional, uh, that reckless love of God, um, that he has for all of humanity and he wants to put in us and, and live through us. And so I know you have your Bibles somewhere, uh, on you today. Uh, if you can open them up to the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter three, Nehemiah is the 16th book of the old Testament. Um, and you know, we've been talking about, uh, going kind of looking through the book of first John right. and, and talking about how God's called us really, um, to, to live in this environment of God's love, to not only be a recipient of it, right. but to be uh, a distributor of it. Cause we talked a long time about getting, um, a true revelation yeah. uh, of how much God truly loves us, not how much only that he judges sin, not correct, only correct. how much, you know, that he rules this world. And cause you can get one picture. That's not a full picture of him Absolutely. when you're not in touch. So we spent a, we spent a long time in the life of the church really being purposeful about talking to people about the fact that they are loved. Yes. And then yes. we had a yep. really strong season in the life of our church talking about how to learn to love God back, yes. right? Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. one thing to be the recipient, but then how does that then affect who I become and how, how my intimacy with the Father? Absolutely. You know, all, all, the Trinity. And this season, so now, it's just without even trying it, we just kind of made that observation yeah. that now God is really bringing us as a people into um, the, the walking in the tangible action of them thus loving each other. Yeah, I think, I think you know, as we look at uh, the entirety of the Bible, not just First John, obviously, the, the common thread yeah. that God is trying to weave in his people yeah. um, is that they're known by love, love, right? So, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of church that's known by its worship or known sure, by its sure. word or known by its prophetic nature sure. or known by its... You know, we, we have all sorts of theological teaching, right? We yeah. have all these things. And those things are all part of what the, the kingdom and the house of God is. But God is really, really trying to, to be the, the, make the common thread through his people how we love other people. Yeah. And I think, I think that that's exciting and scary at the same time. Because when we talk about uh, making love known... Um, it's, it sounds good theologically, but yeah. when we start to talk about it practically, it can, it can actually be very... Um, it can feel like a risk. Yeah, it, it is a risk, yeah, right? Because it's like hard all, to just even articulate. 100% how to, how to do, actually yeah. do it, and we're going to try to put some feet on it yeah. today. But, but I think sometimes it's hard, firstly, because um, many of us have been burned yeah. by what the, this world right. calls love, right, on, on more than one occasion. But secondly, and I think deeper down inside of most of us, is that we probably feel very unqualified mm-hmm. to be able to be someone who can yeah. give away God's type of love. Yeah, pure, a pure right. love. Yeah, so, a love that doesn't look to get back from so, it. Right, correct. So um, it sounds like, you know, like theologically, yes. like, yeah, yeah, love God. You know, love people, yeah. love God, love people. But when it's, when it's good theology, but when we start to put feet on it, it starts to sound a little bit risky. Mm-hmm. And so, look, today, I, we get it. We're, all, we're in there. So today, 
you know, our hope is really to invite you maybe to look at how to live out that love and, and how to become that common thread, um, maybe differently than we've looked at it before, uh, and really be, learn to trust in the love of God to be able to be, uh, make the love of God known to people. Pastor D's got some really something on her heart that I think is really going to weave together last week's message and this week's message. Um, and it comes from the book of Nehemiah, so we're going to get there in just a second. So before we hop into Nehemiah, I just wanted to really kind of give you a quick background. Yeah. So you, we know, right, because everything's contextual. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, in 586, Jerusalem had been right. uh, taken captive and, and <laughs> mainly demolished by the Babylonian em Empire. And for 40 years, the uh, walls had laid in ruin. Um, the wall that surrounded the wall that surrounded Jerusalem, right? The holy city, the city of God. And again, we have to re remember that in the Old Testament, it's a shadow. We've been talking about this in chat room. The New mm -hmm. Testament is the reality. The shadow of Jerusalem in the Old Testament is really the, the city of God, the people of God, the image of the church, the image of God's people. And it was in ruin, right? Mm -hmm. And then the cupbearer to the king, Nehemiah, uh, gets an order from the king to go back and repair the breach, to repair the walls. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he gathers people together, uh, people around him. Um, it says that the, the word tells us that the, the walls were laid in ruin, that they were filled with burnt stones, yes. right? There was, there was obvious yes. damage that had been done. But he gets people together and they mm -hmm. go to work and they rebuild this city of God. Um, and, and church, it's such a picture of the world today that the world has been broken, the world has been burned uh, and the king, our king, has called us and empowered us uh, to actually go back and be a repairer of the breach, to be a repairer and restorer, uh, help to restore people's lives. And, and those who have been affected. By absolutely right. Yeah, right. Because right. like, like, they were in the diaspora. Yes. <laughs> it was their life. Exactly. Right. So they have been, uh, the men in, in Forgeno, this is part of the diaspora. They had, mm -hmm. they had been cast out, they've been affected. But we don't do it. Here's what I'm going to say, and I'm going to turn. It, we're going to read the scripture. I'm going to turn it over to Pastor D. But the the truth is, we don't do this. God's not calling us to rebuild with with pickaxes, right? With 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 hammers, uh, with shovels. He is calling us to rebuild with love. They will know you are my disciples, not by our theology, not by our Facebook posts, not by anything that we do, except for by our love. So that's why we've been talking about how do we, this is important mm -hmm. to do. It's really important. And I think that it's easier to build. Um, and when we're talking about build something, we're actually talking about people. people. So today, if, if, you can, if you can envision even the analogy of everything that we're talking about, that wall is the health of the people. Correct. Um, and it can, it can seem um, daunting if you think you have to build the entire wall. Yeah, if you it's all up to you, exactly. right, exactly. Yeah. But I think one of the beautiful things uh, that in the passage that we're going to read is that you see everybody has a part. Correct. They don't have to do the whole part. Correct. <laughs> which is a relief to someone like me. Like, I can tend to what I feel like God has empowered me yeah, to tend correct, to. Correct. But if I'm supposed to do it all, that's then really too overwhelming. Much. But the, can I say something about that? I think sometimes we get that. If you've grown up in church or around church or been around church for a while, we get that when it comes to church because we're like, I know the church is a body right. and everybody has their part and everybody has to play yeah. their part. And I understand I got no, 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 but God has that same plan in your family, yeah. in your marketplace. It's not all on you. 
in, in your friend group, the witness, you know, the, the bringing someone to Christ or the restoration of someone from brokenness isn't all about, it's not just on one person, yeah. he, but that's the power of doing life in a community yeah, of love right. because there, God brings together people who uh, can be a part of that restoration process. So let, let's look at this in, in Numbers chapter 1. Look, there's a lot of names here. Oh, uh, and, that's why I'm not reading yeah, it today. There, there's a lot of names said, here. There's no way but I'm reading <laughs> What I want you to listen to is the threat. It's like, you don't yeah. get caught up in which names are. It's that, and these people, and these people, and these, they were all doing this thing yeah. together for the glory of God. Amen. It says, then Elisha, the, the high priest, rose up with his brethren, the priests, and built the sheep gate. They consecrated it, and they hung it on its doors. They built as far as the Tower of the Hundred and consecrated it. Then as far as the Tower of Hanel. When they talk about consecrated, they're talking about this is something holy. Next to them, next to Elisha, the men of Jericho built. Next to them, Zachar, the son of Imri built. Next to them, the sons of Hanash, uh, Hassanah built uh, the fish gate. They laid its beams and hung its doors with bolts and, and bars. Next to them, Merimoth, the son of Orahe, the son of Kaz, made repairs. Next to them... Muslim, the son of Barakai, the son of uh, Meshezabel, uh, made repairs. Next to them, Zadok, the son of Bilam, made repairs. Next to them, the uh, Tekoites made repairs. But their nobles, but their nobles would not stoop so low as to serve the Lord. It goes on and on about who was next to them, who was next to them, who was next to them. Building, repairing, restoring. God is God is a plan. That's absolutely what we need to see here. And yet, the, even in this great picture, we see people who are willing to stand shoulder to shoulder next yeah, to each other. Yeah. And then we see people who are saying, you know what? I'm too good to stoop. Mm. I don't need to bend yeah. down. I don't need to do it. I'll live in the city when it's done. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. by the way, I'm I'm a noble, so I don't I'll I'll, I'll have my rule I'll have my position. Yeah. But I don't I'm not sure I want to do the work. Yeah. Um I think that again we had mentioned it earlier, but if you didn't get a chance to um be a part of our message last week, yeah. it's super imperative that you um take some time and, and listen to that because it was really be the beginning stages of us trying to show um, you, the people of Connect, the church, how you are going to be able to freshly function within um, just the breath that's on the house. And we were talking about how in days, in days past, people have done such a great job of serving the church, yes. right? But God was talking to me about how we had lost sight of serving each other. And sometimes when you get so bogged down, by serving so much, not just serving, because yeah, we all right, need to right, serve, right? right? But serving so yeah, much correct. that we can be just passing each other, quick, 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 running, 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 doing, 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 serving, 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 that we don't actually get to commune and build that actual community. In order to have a real community, we have to be able to have time to commune. Correct. So it's why we created when, um, when we all go back, it's, it's completely different with purpose, not just completely different with design. Right. It's different with purpose, and there's uh, there's a whole area of lobby in the chat room because we want you to be able to commune with each other and build into each other, and that will only work if we all come with the understanding and the intention that we want to give a piece of God away um, because then when we need, right, we yeah, will, someone will be depositing that inside of us. But I think that what I've been talking to Kay about is that a lot of times we're like, well, what do I have to give? 
um, because, I mean, I don't know the entire Bible verbatim. I don't know this. I don't know that. And sometimes we can struggle with seeing how to actually do that. So kind of put yourself, and I know a lot of you can't envision it, but envision yourself in this really comfortable room. This is the lobby with a chat room, and there's sofas and chairs and tables and, and an opportunity to commune. And you're walking in, and you're like, okay, I just really want to find a way to give God away today and you sit down and then someone begins to share a piece of their story with you and there's the moment where you're like this is it (laughs) this is the thing about giving him away and what I wanted to encourage everybody today about is something that I am personally extremely excited about for people because I believe that you know how we talk about how someone we talked about it last week how I said I except for this hour I am painfully introverted so the, con- the thought of me walking into a lobby and sitting down and just chit-chatting terrifies me. It does. But if someone was in a crisis and they sat down and we were one-on-one, I believe that that is more of my lane, right? Yes, so I would correct. know yep. the, um, the pieces of Jesus that he would have me deposit into that person's heart and mind at that moment. And so what I was saying is, is that I'm thankful for the people that make it easy to chit-chat. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm thankful for that because you cover my weakness, right? Yep. And then if you then are, are having something that you really wish God was speaking into you about through, through the community, I know I can do that. And you've covered it. You've covered my weakness because... Uh, you didn't feel like maybe that was something that you had to give, and I didn't feel like your natural gifting is something that I had to give. So what, the reason why I'm excited about this is because sometimes we overthink it, and we don't recognize that we have what we would call natural inclinations, which are truly supernatural yeah, gifts. Yeah, and it's not just the gifts of like wisdom and discernment and helps. It's not just like the actual Correct. gifts. It's actual. We have a natural inclination in our spirits to know what to give away and how to give it away and so it's not something you have to like start to study it's not something that you have to become a student like how am I going to have an intention to give God away in those moments they're going to show themselves to you because God is in it and God shows us that in the book of Nehemiah so if you were to read through all of that you're gonna start seeing that there's three areas that the word hones in on that was happening with this wall. And the first thing is that they were building, some of the part of the walls were anew. They were brand new. Um, They just were gone, and so they needed to build anew. And then you'll see where they talk about a lot of times there needed to be a repair. Okay, so it's kind of like if you get a flat tire, right? Um, You need to have your tire patched until you can get a new tire. So if you get a flat tire, you don't need um, someone who specializes in giving you a tune-up. Right. You need someone right. who knows how, how to, to patch that tire and what kind of tire to tell you to get for right. a repair. And then they talk about in the in Nehemiah the concept of restoration. Parts of the wall needed to be restored or rebuilt. Yes. And sometimes those things kind of like we read it in a story and like we picture a wall. So we're like, yes, they had to build some of it brand new. Some of it just had small repairs that to fix, and some things just needed to be fully restored. They weren't totally gone. Right, correct. And they weren't totally broken, but they right. just needed some a little bit more attuned rebuilding. Okay, we can see that in phys- in the physical world, but sometimes when we're talking about people, we it kind of gets murky. And that's why I wanted to really bring focus into that because it's truly how we all are. Yes. Sometimes, well, first of all, if you just come to Jesus, right, if you just 
just saying, I want to know Jesus. I want him to be my Savior and my Lord. There are people that are especially gifted. Not that it's just in one lane of people. Correct. But there are people who are especially gifted in helping someone have a new walk with Jesus. Yes. Having a new relationship and encounter with Jesus. There's also people who are very gifted in have, helping people have a new sense of depth in their relationship with Jesus. So these could be people that have been walking with Jesus wholeheartedly for five years, but they want to go deep. Yes. So a newness, right? A brand new level of depth and understanding. And there are people that have been gifted to just naturally do that, help decipher the things of depth of, the, of God's heart. And then there's people who are very good at helping to do repair. So when you talk about repairing, what you're talking about is fixing. So sometimes you'll be sitting at a you know table, you'll have your coffee, and someone will say something, and they'll be saying, you know, this is what I've kind of been going through at work, this has kind of been a struggle, and you'll realize yeah. that there's just a little thing in what they've shared that shows you that there's just, if they just brought Jesus into a little yes. portion of this particular moment, that would fix even either a broken heart or a broken, like even, it, you don't have to have a, a life of trauma to struggle with your worth, right? It could have just been, you know how you remember those things? Remember that one word that someone oh, spoke over me, you know, 30 years ago, and it takes root. And so sometimes what that does is it comes out of us. When we're talking to somebody about a struggle that we're having with a coworker or right. a boss, right. and someone listening will just naturally pick up on what is really going so good, on dude. there because so you have what seems natural to you, but it's a supernatural inclination to hone in on that and help someone. And you might say, you know, I heard what you just said and this is what came to me. When I've gone through this and I went to the Word, or when I was listening to this, or when I was in Ford, whatever it is, and I was like just learning about God, yes. I realized yes. that yes. this is something in me that needed to be tweaked. It was like a little bit of a repair that God had to do to my understanding of Him or my heart towards people or whatever it is. And and it's just you kind of can kind of drop it. And you know how you can go on and someone say to you, like two years ago you said something, and you're like, I don't even remember yeah, exactly. at all. But it was because it was intended for that person's heart. And then we talked about how there were times when they restored the wall. And that's what I said. It's not doesn't need brand new, but it right. doesn't need just a little fix. And there are people who have been gifted to help people rebuild. And that sometimes it takes, you know, you talk to somebody and you recognize that what they're facing in their lives, even again, if it's not like some big trauma, but it's just like a thing that kind of keeps showing yeah. itself up, it's because it's going to need a little bit more time. time. To it's restore gonna... a car takes time. Exactly, and, exactly. And expertise and That's time, right. patience, absolutely. That's yeah. right. And that some people are more equipped, right? So I would be the type of person that um, I, so take, take the anew, we're talking building anew, right? I might get super nervous talking to someone in the TKC line about coming to know Jesus for the first time. But there are so many of you. I'm, so many. I'm looking, I'm looking at you, Keith Carpenter. <laughs> there are so many of you that naturally just exude yes. the heartbeat of Jesus. And people are drawn to him through you. Whereas I might feel like, oh, if someone really wanted to go into a new depth, with Jesus. That might be where I feel a little bit more called, whereas somebody else might be like, uh, it's just not my thing. And that's not a bad thing. I think sometimes we just see what we're not and we yeah. feel bad and shame and regret that we're not that instead of saying, oh, that's because I really take off in this area. Yes. And we don't have to be all three things to everyone. 
we can be one thing at one moment, one thing at another moment, different people. Or God might just have an have a habit because he knows he can trust uh-huh. you to bring in the people that just need the tweak. Yes. And then they keep going on in their journey. And you just deposited the tweak that would help them repair something. If you look into the Absolutely. Nehemiah, and we could have read that whole chapter of chapter three. But every once in a while, you'll see a change up and you'll say, in this one, they needed a beam. Yes, and correct. this one they needed, they needed some bolt. bolts. Yeah. And this one, this one needed a roof. You know, yeah, yeah. there's going to be different times, church, where you're going to be able to add that structure to someone's situation. That beam, you're going to be able correct. to be a pillar, uphold. And then there's other times that you're going to be like, oh, that's a little loose. Yes. Like, let me help tighten that up and help them have that bolt so that it's they're secure in that moment of what the word says of what God would have them do. And then there's other times that we just need to help. Be a covering while somebody yes. is working it out with Jesus. Yep. And while he is speaking to them and like, I can provide some shade. Like I might not. <laughs> in a good way. It, not, oh, yeah. not throwing shade, <laughs> providing some yeah, shade. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and then I'm just going to give one more example yeah. of how this all intertwines, right? And then and then I'll give it back to you. But um, so this is a pencil, right? I, in, in, in this preparation, I know far too much about pencils. Do you know who invented the pencil? Benjamin Franklin. No, that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's usually a very that is good, usually a good guess. your go-to, but it's yeah. also usually like seventy-five yeah. percent of the time right. Now, so this was so the pencil itself was created by someone named Nicholas Jacques Conti, and he was in the uh, service of Napoleon Bonaparte. Wow! So even though, uh, so did you know that this is not actually lead? I didn't. Don't we always talk about lead? Yeah, pencils? yeah, lead pencils. This is not lead. This is the pure carbon called graphite. Wow. So the Aztecs used it long, long ago, but he was the first person to figure out a pencil and the version of the pencil. And another fact that has, I'm sure if someone uh, had like real great spiritual insight, they would have this be a great analogy. I don't. This is just okay. a fun fact. All right, good. Fun that fact. This, <laughs> that this graphite is in, in a pencil. It's in its softest form. But if you were to change that, um, the, uh, the, the atomic structure yeah. of it, yep. it would be a diamond. Wow. Pure carbon, right? I'm sure there's some depth to that somewhere, but I'm just using it as a pencil there, right now, it would right? Require pressure. Yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. right. The crystal, crystallization. Yep. Anyway, we know that Danielle is not a scientist, <laughs> so that's all you get. Restructures the carbonite. Yeah, the carbonite. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, so somebody had to invent this thing. I am not an inventor. I am not someone who dreams something up brand new. I am not a new builder. Everybody knows that I am. I gives me something to edit. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're great. I can edit something, but I am not the person that comes up with something anew. No. Yeah. Yeah. But there are plenty of people that are invent, inventive, innovative, innovative, and so that is something that would speak. Some of you, first of all, if you were like science or whatever, you're like so geeked out as I would be geeked out writing a book with a pencil but i would be completely intimidated to figure out how to create a writing implement that would allow me to write a book right right? and then there is this uh cool thing that if there this is dull and i just kept writing and i was like oh my gosh this thing someone would be like oh do you know about pencil sharpeners they say you just put it in and 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 all of a sudden i'm like oh my gosh i have a sharp point again there's a lot of people that bring this kind of importance to these kinds of moments. Yeah. Did you know you could just kind of put that into your life and it would sharpen you? It would sharpen your ear to God. Yeah. It would sharpen you in those situations in work. Um, and it wouldn't give you an edge. It would just give you a, a honed point 
that you're that God would have you make, right? And then the last thing is because okay, so shout out to all my left-handed people in school. Um, it was a mess. Do you remember? Okay, don't say what's a pen. First of all, you typers. Um, but I remember the biggest deal in school was when I could stop writing with a pencil. Yeah, oh yeah. And then there was a certain grade where you yeah. could write with pen. Yeah. Um, weird fact about Danielle: never, ever, 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 ever use a blue pen. Ever. There's no blue pen. She doesn't. Ever. But back in the day, we used to get we used to get go get blue pens. Remember, yeah. you, it was all about buying those refills. But oh, yeah, we were yeah, always yeah, refilling right. the pen. Yeah, now yeah, you yeah, use five right. pens. But uh, we would refill the pen. And so, but with a pencil. It's probably I, better for the environment. But, yeah, but, but, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but for this analogy, we'll <laughs> go with this. Um, but when I would write, I always had a gigantic eraser with me. Because as a left handed person, when you're writing, you're smearing as you write. So my hand was always covered in. Graphite now, right? It was covered, 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 covered. And I always went to class with this gigantic eraser. And one day my teacher was like, Daniel, why do you always use that eraser? And I was like, because I have to like clean up some, because when you smear, you're leaving that smear, right? on the, So I, I said, this thing doesn't stand up to that because I have so much. And I was like, look how black this is. It's just already shot. That's why I always need erasers. And she's like, did you know if you took your dirty eraser and you just went on paper Sorry. that's clean uh, it just cleans your eraser changed my life <laughs> life-changing moment changed my life maybe some left-handed people out right. there right now you just changed their life and right there. but there but but like she walked me through that yeah, time so yeah. when I was just yeah. like making the mess of my life and it, again it was those things that we do we sometimes we help people restore right really and, and over time I started yeah. to change how I held my pencil. She started helping me change my, because you know this thing, we're left-handed people, and then to change it so I wasn't coming in contact so much with that graphite, so I wasn't smearing it. And, the, and then when I did, I knew how God would have it cleaned up. It's really good. And that's what I feel like, that's why I feel so invigorated for the, the church, because no matter where you are, where, whether you're coming in and you're, with, you're talking with parents um, as they're bringing their kiddos right. in to learn about Jesus, whether you're whatever wherever you are in that side the inside those walls you're going to have the chance church to see people and we yep. know to build a tool in one hand Nehemiah says and a weapon in another and sometimes we're so on guard that we don't get to invest the beautiful tool that God has put into our hands and i just my prayer today is that you naturally start to see what you have an inclination to do, whether it is to build anew, yep. uh, to help repair or help to restore people. And then you start seeing those opportunities lie in front of you and you begin to engage with them um, with, with a, just a fresh breath of exhale. It's really good. Look, I, I, the, the Bible says in First uh, First Corinthians 12, 7, right? We all have been given gifts, spiritual gifts, yeah. for the common good. Yes. Right? So yes. like everybody has it. I, it yeah. It's not it's not what, it's not really about what gift everybody has it's that we all have them when yes. we bring them together nothing is lacking and I know we usually talk about that from the standpoint of church but it is church living that out in the yeah. world like God has given us yes. all these things and so I think that those kind of things when we can start to to help people see that there's a hey you may be a builder you may you may be yes. somebody who can help build you may be, be someone who is uh, a friend who sticks closer than a brother? It's that yes. long, that yes. long-suffering person that yes. will help the restoration process. Yeah. You're patient. I'm not patient. 
right? But I'm a builder. I'm like, yeah. I, like I'm, I'm yeah. like I, I'm not going to be the person that right. walks with somebody for right. you know twelve months through something. It's just not who I am. But I know who I am, and I know that we have people yes. who will do that. And love can be manifest differently. Um, and I think that that's, mm. but, but as long as it's all from love, it's, that's, yeah, exactly. it's yeah. not to get something done. Yeah. It's to actually let the person who is, rest, who, who, who needs restoration, who needs repair, who needs something new built in their life, know that they're loved. Mm. This is how God shows them love is by yeah. bringing a builder, Bob, the builder, yes. right? Bringing the builder, uh, bringing the person who's yes. repaired. I feel like yes. if you've ever been on the side of the road with a flat tire and someone mm -hmm. stops and helps you, you're like, that dude, that person, the best ever. rock star, right? <laughs> but we have to think that way. Like there's people who are broken down on the side of life, all of us, by the way, at different times. And and the the, the God is sending people who are repairers, yeah. who just have that gift and who will, who will take that time, who will stop on the side of the road of life and actually be with people. That is a sign of love. And when we can do it out of love, not out of, you know, I, yeah. I, I know I got to build a church. I know I got to serve God. I know I got to use my gift. All those things mm. come from love. Yeah. They're not to prove that we love. Um, and, really and so I, I, this, this, is, this is why we're talking about this. And uh, that's how God has called us to be, to show his love, right? First uh, John 4, 7, I know we looked at earlier, but it says, Dear children, um, you know, love because God is love. We're, we're called to make and manifest mm -hmm. the love of God into people's lives, D. And th that happens in and outside of church. Yes, for sure. Um, it can't just happen inside, inside of church. Inside of church because th it's just not. It, it, w the, the world, how will they know, right? And, let, and Paul says, how will they know unless someone goes? Well, we're called to go. But I think here's the, here's the challenge. And the challenge for what you just described um, in Nehemiah 3 is found in the next chapter in Nehemiah 4 mm -hmm. because this is the tension that we go that we go in and this is what I want to point out as we just look at this but if you turn the page into chapter 4 verse 1 and 2 says this uh, when they were building the wall it happened it, it, it so happened when uh, Sambale who is is the enemy mm -hmm. of God right it mm -hmm. actually he acts that word actually yes. means the secret thorn and all of us have that secret thorn of the oh, enemy yeah. that tries to come in, work on in our insecurity, work in yeah. doubt, work in undermine who we are, undermine relationships, make sure that highlights offense, uh, make sure that we um, feel that things are unfair or that mm -hmm. uh, uh, um, yeah. man, uh, that person, why should, how, why should I love that person? Let me think of the 18 reasons why not or why it's okay, justified to not do, do these things. Mm -hmm. That's the secret thorn. Um, he heard that they were that, that that God's people were rebuilding the wall. He was furious and very indignant and mocked the Jews. God, the enemy will always be indignant and furious and bring mocking into your life. And so he spoke before his brethren in the army and he said, "What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stones from the heaps of rubbish, the stones that were burned?" And God's answer then. And God's answer now is yes, 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 yes. yes. Shoulder to shoulder, side by side, some skilled, some unlearned, some right. mature, some young, some uh, uh, trained, some just obedient and willing. Side by side, yes. God's plan, my friends, God's plan 
has always been to restore the burnt stones of this world. From the moment of Genesis 3, when Adam and Eve fell, and the world felt the first fire of condemnation and judgment and death and doubt and sin and sickness, from the first stone that was burned to the, all the stones that are burned today, God's plan for humanity has always been to engage His people to rebuild and restore yes. with His love so that they can understand that they are more than what the devil has mm -hmm. stolen and destroyed from them. That's why the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19, Paul says, I want to remind you, brothers, my God has given us, gifted us, matter of fact, that's what it means, gifted us this ministry of reconciliation. It is our opportunity to love people and to bring the love of God into people so that those who are far and feel burnt, burnt out and left on the heap can come back and be reconciled with the goodness of God. Those people exist inside the church and outside the church. Yeah. And some days it's me. Right. Some days I'm the one who gets sure. to bring them, uh, bring, bring them back. And sometimes I'm the one who yeah. needs to be brought back, right? So how did he do this? How is he calling us to, to reconcile? By empowering his people to get their hands dirty, to get their hearts invested, mm -hmm. and to get their humanity engaged. We, we can't just... What you are describing, Dee, is not a passive church. It's a purpose church. Yes. I, this is what I want us to hear. When, when we come back, we're not talking about just having a passive church where everybody's just, hey, we're just cool and grabbing a cup of coffee right. and hanging out. And No, it's purposed yeah. to create environments where walls can be restored, rebuilt, and repaired. Right? And, and, and you talked about... Uh, the, the, the the walls, the type of walls, that the work that had to be done. But D, in every one of those walls, there was three types of stones that I think rec represent yeah. us in, 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 in our lives. The first type of stone that's there is still the, is a solid stone. Right. Right? Yeah. Still there, right? There, yeah. There's part of that wall that yeah. that stone was solid. It had all the stones around it. It yeah. had all of its mortar. It, it's still been through attacked by the enemy, still went through it all, but it is solid. It's not going anywhere. Man, I want to let you know, if you are, if, if you come to Connect Church, there are men and women who are solid mm -hmm. men and women. They are solid. They've been attacked, yes. They've gone through it, yes. But man, they are people of wisdom. They are people of faith. They are solid in their love, yeah. solid in being people of grace and mercy, solid in making sure that they're not leading with judgment or condemnation, solid in helping you not get connected to themselves, but get connected to Jesus. Amen. They are solid. There are men and women in this church who are solid, and we need, mm. we, if you are one of those men, we need that. We need Thank men you. and women to come Thank back you. and say, man, I'm going to be a part of being the solid rock that can lead people to build on the solid rock and help people navigate that journey. Because there are a lot of us who want to go deeper, want to be stronger, want our lives to be uh, more in love with Jesus, but we just need a little help from people who maybe are a little bit further down the road, right? Moses needed Aaron and Hur to hold up his hand, yeah. right? Paul needed Barnabas to become who he was meant to be. And you don't have to be further down the road in everything. I no, think that's the way I totally that we, agree. We're like, you know, you can be talking to somebody and they can be further down the road in one area of their, you know, walk with Jesus. But there are we, we all have an ebb and flow of where we have strengths, where 100%. we have weaknesses, right? And so never be um, intimidated either. You know, if, if you're talking to somebody that you would say like, oh, this is the type of person I would go to if I needed something. That it doesn't work that way. We all have something 
that someone Absolutely needs right. on any given day. And God is not sitting there saying, yeah, but this person knows a lot more in this area. He's just saying this person needs to, this, need, this person needs to see me and feel me and hear me through someone today. Yeah, no, no, dude, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, all all of us need other people, and all of us bring different things yes. to be. Like, yeah. it, it, I know you and I have talked about this before. We've talked about church before, but it amazes me that Jesus needed Simon of Cyrene to help him get mm. up the hill of Golgotha. I Jesus, know. I know, right? So when Paul's worried about uh, should he uh, should he do the work in Corinth, God says in Acts 18, "Don't worry about it. I already have people in the city." Yeah. I've got people for you. It's okay. Like I need, I, I really want you to hear today, man. If you, if you, if you need your hand, somebody to hold up your hands. Yes, it's okay. And we need people who will hold up hands. If you need someone to help carry that burden up the hill with you, yes, it's okay. Jesus needed that, and yet we need people who are Simons who can carry up that hill. And I, I think that's. This is where love comes in because love strengthens, love undergirds, love looks for ways to help increase people's faith and connectivity to the love and the power of God. Like that's, that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about people of perfection. We're not talking about people uh, who are just uh, have it all together. We're talking about people of faith who say, man, I, 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 I may not have it all together, but I know I can help you come to the one who does, and that's Jesus. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, without faith it's impossible to please God, but he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And sometimes we just need to have people around who can help us seek him at a different level yeah. than we've ever had before. That's why, D, you know, you've heard, the church has been hearing me encourage people to get into fours, get into things like shoulder mm -hmm. to shoulder, yeah. listen to chat room. Yeah. Why? Because the Bible says in Proverbs 13, 20, if you walk with the wise, you will yeah. grow wise. In order to sow the water. Exactly. The and that's actually right. Exactly. That's actually what I was going to say. It's, it's actually not so that we can just become wise. Right. Wise. It's like, I, I, I want to be the person that walks with the wise. How about this? How about if you, be, you are the person who's wise? That's what we need as well, right? And, and sometimes God will use people who are, are gifted with words of wisdom and words of knowledge and, and, word, and gifts of faith to help people. Mm -hmm. Like, you, there are gifts of knowledge and, and faith. That, that, that's why God placed them. Mm -hmm. So you bring it in. Sometimes we're the stone that's solid. Help people to, to, to find that solid rock. I think sometimes what we see is that there's stones that are still attached but marred. Right? Yeah, this was good. They're still attached with Mark. They, 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 they've got some connection, right? right. But they're, they're missing blocks on sure. some other sides and, and mortar, some of the mortars yeah. gone on the other sides of it. And, all, all uh, uh, absolutely right. In any, exactly. given, yep. in any given season of our life. The, the it probably switches around too. Totally. Right? You get, then you get, you get connected Well, more sometimes I'm strong on one side because right. the connection's strong and yeah. sometimes it's totally gone on the other side. Yes. And that's mm -hmm. just, that's what, that's what part of this is. And um, you know, I look at those stones and I think, man, if I was one of those stones, I'd want to find other stones that fit. Right, right, right. Right. I'm looking for connections that yeah. actually fit to make the, the, the things around me to be, to make the, 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 the parts that I'm missing in, uh, become stronger. It's not a, it's not the, the block's fault that there are things that are missing, Yeah. It, but but the block should be looking to find mm -hmm. and help and fit those things that to get connected yeah. to those things. Um, uh, you know, when I, I, I've, uh, you, you, you and I've talked a lot of times I, I've gone on mission trips and a lot of my mission trips, I've actually had to build block mm -hmm. 
churches mm-hmm. or houses or orphanages or whatever. And it sounds easy. You're like, you're just putting blocks together. It's so not hard because who's not a builder. Right, right, right. It's it's like no, but you got it. You got it. You got to yeah. chisel. You got Sometimes you got to fit it in. You uh-huh. got to look for the right block because yeah. they're not all all yeah. the same. You got to look for that which block fits here, yeah. which block fits there. Listen, sometimes, sometimes what people need the most what in your life is that is is for you to help them get connected to somebody and something that can help them in an area that they're missing. Andrew, this comes to my mind, Andrew, the great apostle, he's the best known for being a connector. He brings Peter mm-hmm. to Jesus. Peter gets the promotion. Peter gets all the praise. Yeah. Andrew connects him. Why? Because there was something missing in Peter, right? He, he finds the boy with five loaves and two fish. He connects him to Jesus, to the, to the need. He connects James and John, his cousins, back into the mm-hmm. disciples. There's this there's this part that says, you know what? I want to be a part of helping connect people and get them connected, not to myself, but get them connected to the pieces that are missing of God's plan in their families and God's plan for their marketplace and God's plan for their kids. Man, you and I, we, we talk all the time. Uh, it, it, we, I try to get parents connected today to Pastor Lisa and Kevin and Pastor John and Adrian Hernandez because they know they are... Can parent rings around me. Mm, oh yeah. Rings around me. Yeah, I don't know a thing about parenting when it comes to no, but 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 I'm okay with that because yeah. I don't need I'm I'm not the solid rock there. Right. Yes, correct. But I can be this correct. this rock. Correct. Right? Um and, and and it reminds me kind of deep like that's why God gives us gifts of discernment and gifts of helps and gifts of hospitality. It reminds me of the parable of the lost coin. Remember there's a, a there's a group of ten and one goes missing and they they, they do whatever they have to do to get it connected back to its purpose. Mm-hmm. And I hope that we can become the, not, not, you know, sometimes I'm the lost coin, but on the other side, sometimes we have to be the woman who does whatever it takes to get that lost coin back to its purpose. Um, and I, I, would, I would say this too. I think the last one is that there are burnt stones in the rubbish heap. Um, and you know, my friends, can I just say this? We've all been on that heap. But I can also say this, our opportunity, our God calling is not to remind people that they are burned and on a rubbish heap, but to pick them up, dust them off, and no matter what, remind them that they are already overcomers, that they're already survivors, that they are already victorious in Jesus, that they have a plan and purpose for every area of their life. And this is where why love is so important because Love reminds people that they're overcomers. Love reminds them that they are not what was done to them or what was done by them, but they are only identified by what was done for them on the cross of Calvary. Love identifies people not by their position in the pile, but by the potential given to them by the love of the Savior. And that's why we need people to help pick people up off the pile and remind them that's what love does. I was ordering Starbucks the other day. We were going through the drive-thru, so I didn't have my mask on yet. And uh, the lady on the other end said to me, she said, you just made my day. And I said, what did I do? And she said, you're the first person, it was like two o'clock in the afternoon, you're the first person who smiled at me today. I wasn't even smiling, I was like, I was on a camera, I didn't even wow. see her face. But think about that. Just those kind of things. You never know, just by bringing the love of God into something, how you can actually restore somebody. First Peter 4, 8 says this, love covers a multitude of sins. So often you and I think about this as my sin that I've done to somebody else or someone else's sin that they've done to me. How about if it's just covering over sins that they've encountered 
hurt that they've encountered. Love is a covering agent. It removes the blemishes of life. When the demoniac in the, in, uh, 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 was, who was chained up in the cemetery D, when he got free and encountered Jesus, he was still in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. He still had the scars from all the shackles yeah. on him. Yeah. And yet he turned to Jesus and said, I just got to tell somebody. And if that's all you can do, when you're still in the, in the rubble heap, when you just met Jesus, all you can do is tell people, even when you still got your scars on, even when you're still in the cemetery, you don't have to get out of all that before you tell somebody. You can bring hope. This is what I know. The enemy always wants to marginalize us and, be, and minimize what God wants to do in us and through us. But the one thing that you have and that I have, and we're closing right now, the one thing that you have and I have that Nehemiah had is a letter from the king that gives us power, that gives us authority to restore, rebuild, and repair what the enemy has done in families and in friendships and in churches and in marketplaces and in neighborhoods and in races. Come on, somebody. We have been given a letter from our king that carries the authority. And the authority is not just that we speak in tongues. It's not just that we get to pray in the spirit. It's not just that we carry the word of God. The power that God has given us to restore those things that his letter carries is the power of love. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, the three things will remain, faith, hope, hallelujah, I need faith, hope, I need to have some hope, and love, but the greatest is love. I know the enemy is going to try to mock and marginalize and minimize our lives, shrink us down to believe that we can't, but my friends, you carry the letter from the king that says you're empowered to be a restorer of the breach, a repairer of the dwelling places that God has for people. That's what God has. Well, we're out of time today. I'm going to pray. Pray. (laughs) I could keep preaching. Pray. And for those of you who have joined us today, and you may have said, like, wow, I've never heard about God in this way. I've never heard Jesus' name carry so much um, authenticity and reality. And this is a God that I want to give my life to. This is a God that I want to follow. This is a God that I can yield to because I understand that he loves me. We're going to pray now. And um, how about you lead us in that? Hallelujah. Just, just, just pray with me. This is how great our, the love of God is. And that if you call on the name of the Lord, he will respond and you'll be saved. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus here, I am today. here I am today. I've come to give you all my life. I've come to give you all my life. I'm holding nothing back. I'm holding nothing back. I'm asking you to rebuild. I'm asking you to rebuild. Repair. Repair. And restore my life. And restore my life. I'm asking you, Jesus. I'm asking you, Jesus. To be the Lord and Savior of it all. To be the Lord and Savior of it all. Forgive me of all my sin. Forgive me of all my sin. I trust in you. I trust in with you. With everything you are. With everything I you are. I accept your love for me today. I I accept your love for and me And I'm today. choosing to love other people back with that love. And I'm choosing to love other people back with that love. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen, 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 amen. And if you'd like Hallelujah. to understand that a little bit more, if you would like to know, like, how can my next mm. steps in this life look in a really tangible way, we have a free book we'd love to send your way. If you send your name and your mailing address to the link provided, this is a book called The Surprise of Your Life. It was written by uh, Pastor Campana, one of our pastors on team. We'd love to love see you, Pastor Rick. This week. Yeah, it's so good, by the way. It really is. And, um, you know, 
we want to keep sowing into things uh, to help people grow, and that's what your giving does as well. It sows into people to help them grow. Um, it's sowing into a building right now uh, that's going to help people grow. It's sowing into this ministry, into the things that we do all over the place. Um, and so I want to really ask you uh, and encourage you to be a part of giving this morning of your tithe and offering. There's uh, a lot of ways to do that. You can always do it through the Linktree app that's available there. You know, I was thinking, Dee, when we talked earlier about that, this moment in John chapter 19 where Jesus is probably one of the most missed, uh, I'm not missed, uh, missed statements that he makes on the cross kind of overlooked but uh it's at the end and, and he looks at his mother mary and he knows that he there's she has nothing left mm. um and she know he's in he's on the cross he's in in pain she's in pain mm. and he says you know what uh I'm, I'm, i i need you to be taken care of so he says john mm. john you look at her she's your mom look mary you're that's your son and he even in the midst of everything takes a moment to make sure that the people who he loves mm. are taken care of mm. in more ways than just, mm. you know, forgiveness on the cross yeah, right. and the hell. That, like that just, would have been like, enough. Like, right, I know, right? He's already done all that <laughs> stuff. Like you're good. But like he, he stopped to take care of people's yeah. physical, yeah. emotional, relational need in that moment. Yeah. And that's what your giving does. Your giving doesn't just, isn't just because we're saved and we're forgiven. Your giving literally helps people to get connected um, in real ways, changed in real ways, fed in real ways, released in real ways. Um, and so if you, we just want to thank you for the giving that you've already yeah, done you and so encourage you, church, to keep on giving yeah. um, as we get closer to yeah. in-person services. Yes. And this morning, my heart has... Um, Liberty and Matt Harris on Ooh. it. We were just talking about you before church. For those of you who don't know, those are friends of this house. They served here for many years, and um, they are now on mission in Nepal. And we were just thinking about it with the, the time change and saying like it's a it's there's like a weird. I know. It, it's, it's like when it's nine. It was like ten o'clock or eleven o'clock here this morning when it was going to be about like nine fifteen or something. It was like it's a fifteen weird. minute yeah. thing. But you know what? Nothing can separate us from those that God yeah. has put into our lives. So right. Um, for all of our lives. So we love you guys. We're thinking about you and we pray for you so often and we're so grateful that you are still in our lives even though yeah. we're not seeing you we feel you and we're grateful for you so church i just want to remind you that this wednesday we have chat room forged seven o'clock and next week we pick back up with shoulder to shoulder but thank you for not just joining in on sundays but for actually giving your strength to other people when you show up in those venues as well because you're like oh yes sojourners they're here they're side we're side by side so one week closer church you will do, hear from us soon do you know what do you know what liberty and uh, danielle dorch uh liberty harris and danielle dorch introduced me to no when, when no. jesus say yes nobody <laughs> can say no when jesus say 